took a step one of the in one of the Sundays to come and apologize to the church. Amen. No, no, I had not chowed any sin. I had not done anything. I only apologized when I observed the state of the church and I considered that what you become is what you eat. You know, they say in nutrition, what you eat today walks around tomorrow. When you see yourself walking like this, you must know is the calories you ate today, isn't it? When you are unfit, let's not go there, but let's just say the Bible says, exercise profiteth. Though a little, but that little can save you from a heart attack, isn't it? So, the state of a person is pretty very much what they eat, isn't it? There are other factors, obviously. But the state of the church is also what the church eats from the pulpit. We are very much what we hear. Because what we hear from the pulpit shapes what we believe, isn't it? And so looking at the state of the church, I wanted to apologize for the sermons you have heard. Not only from me. Hopefully you heard something good from me. But judging by how most of us are, clearly the diet is not very good. And part of the diet that we are giving the church, and this is what I apologize for, and I want you to remember, I've already apologized. So if you had not accepted the apology, you better do today. Part of my apology to you on behalf of all of us who preach to you was to give you the impression that the gospel revolves around you. That you are the center of everything. That God loves you so much that he actually will let you get away with anything. That when you come to church, everything revolves around Jesus blessing you. And you are allowed to, to throw temper tantrums when you don't get your way. When things are not going your way, you are allowed to point an angry finger at God and say, Why? Why me? Why now? How long? I apologize if we gave you that impression. You are not the center of the gospel. The gospel is not about you. It is about Jesus. It's about the king and his kingdom. And I also apologize that... You have become the kind of person you are who knows how to knowledgeably speak about God but expertly disobey God. You can talk about all the attributes of God but you can never obey two scriptures that you know. And I, I remember this is the apologist. Serifiti like it. So when you must, if you were not there, I'm, I'm apologizing still to those who were not there. But I think even most importantly was the fact that we have taught you to believe in redemption without believing in the Redeemer. Jesu kimulupuli ne? You can never speak about redemption without the redeemer. It's not possible. And so when we have taken the major doctrines out of the gospel, we don't have the gospel anymore. And so today, I want us to go to the major essence 
of why you and I are here. In the book of Acts chapter 1 verse 8, Jesus says, You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes where? Upon you. Later, I'm ready to say, I'm going to say, And you will do what? You will be my witnesses. And then he creates a geographical scope of the verb going. Not with a loudspeaker, but with a verb called going. To the very ends of the earth. Are you there? Now, here's the prayer of my heart out of today's service for you. It's that you will be activated and mobilized. And that this process will continue forever. You are, when the Holy, you shall receive what? Power. You will be what? Activated. You understand that type of thing? You, you will be in a state of being enabled to do things that you never thought possible. You will be activated to be able to do them. But even better, you will be mobilized to do them. No, you will receive power and you will do the things you were commanded to do. Are you there, saints? Why? Because God has not sent Jesus to come and save us. He only, he came to work in us. The Bible says in Philippians, he, it is him who works in us. To will and to do what? And to act. So it is very sad that the church is full of willing people, but inactive people. And so we have people who have the word of God, but they don't have the acts and the works of God. And yet, the very same people are aware that faith without works is dead. And so they live in a dead faith and they are happy to have the identity, I'm a child of God with a dead faith. Part of that, there are many reasons. One of the reasons we have become what we are is because we have since changed the essence of the gospel. And I want to go back today and say to you, whatever the expression of the gospel you understand, and I'm going to talk about the three terms, the three phrases that the Bible speaks of as the gospel, the true gospel of the Bible. But I want to say all those three expressions they lead to only one conclusion as far as I'm concerned. Jesus is the gospel. Jesus is what? So I just want to read. I'll do a lot of reading. Just so that when you get home, you can also read. Let's start from the book of Acts chapter 4. Reading from verse 1. Acts chapter 4, Diketo chapter 4. From verse 1 it says, The priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to Peter and John while they were speaking to the people. While they were what? Speaking to the people. So our point of departure is that whatever else is going to happen results from Peter and John speaking to people. So you and I, we always speak to people, don't we? They were greatly disturbed because the apostles were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. 
So now I want you to see two things. There is the resurrection of the dead as, as part of the subject matter under discussion. Are you there? But they are teaching the, the resurrection of the dead through Jesus Christ. So the subject of the resurrection is not independent of the one who gives the power to resurrect. So I said, Rudumela Tuhonya Bafu, Rudumela Tuhonya Bafu, Akobuele Haufilu, and say to your neighbor, resurrection. No, 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 no. The point of resurrection is the one who resurrects. So we cannot preach any subject in the Bible in the name of the gospel detached from Jesus as the source of that particular thing. So unfortunately, Runa, we are masters of preaching subjects independent of Jesus. And then we make those subjects the gospel. I want to preach about the gospel of healing. There's no gospel of healing. There's the gospel of grace. We'll talk about it. There's the gospel of the kingdom. There's the gospel of Jesus Christ. All these three phrases, theologians may debate, but I'll show you. Some of them, I disagree with them. And I don't mind them disagreeing with me. For me, it boils down to Jesus. Are you there, saint? So here's the thing. Let us, let us throw a, 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 a spanner in the wheel. Eh? Let me ask you a question. Now, hear the question without necessarily trying to get easy is it a trick question? It's not a trick question. Did Jesus ever instruct his disciples to preach healing? I'm not saying, let's not preach healing. I'm saying, did Jesus ever instruct his disciples to preach healing? If you know your Bible, he has never. He said, preach the kingdom of God and heal the sick. Healing was not their message. Healing was the outcome of their message. That is why the Bible says he confirmed the words, the preaching with signs and the preaching was about the kingdom, was about Jesus, the Messiah. And I can you imagine Peter and John coming to the gate, beautiful. There's a man who says, give me, give me some money. My name is Jimmy. I'll take it. When he's there, imagine you and I arriving. The Bible say you will be healed today in the mighty name of Jesus. And no, 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 no. They don't get into the rhetoric of the healing. They say in the name of Jesus, such as I have, I give unto you in the name of. So. Now we have taken the fruit and emphasized it more than the tree. Are you still there? We preach faith like faith is the gospel. The just shall live by faith. But the just are made just by Jesus. For he who knew no sin was made sin so that a sinner may be made righteous. When he is righteous, then shall he live by faith. We preach Jesus who endows and puts righteousness in a person. And the faith we preach to that person is have faith 
in Jesus. Have faith in God. We don't just preach faith that receives, but is not grounded in Jesus. For Jesus is the message. Jesus is the subject matter of that faith. And so today, because we preach faith, we have allowed people to have faith for things, but not in Jesus. That is why people can have faith in just about anything in the church right now. I don't have to preach Jesus for people to believe they'll be healed. You know that. I can preach healing on any other thing that I can call the source. I can preach. Today, you're going to be so blessed. How many of you can see this handkerchief? There is power. Somebody say power. Look at your name and say power. Come and touch this handkerchief. And from that day, everyone has faith in the handkerchief. And they will buy the handkerchief. And they will, whatever you know, you know you can replace the handkerchief with every other thing you can think of. The bottom line is, I can have faith that is not founded in But that's not the gospel of the Bible. The gospel of the Bible. Are you still there, saying? And so, you know the story. They are taking, I wanted to read the, the whole thing, but here's the part that I want you to hear. Verse 18, can you just read it from verse 1 to verse 20? It says, then they called them in again and commanded them. Now listen, they did not suggest to them, nor request them. They commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. So the fight, the bone of contention of the Sanhedrin and all the leaders, was not because there were false people who could still heal. So the issue was not healing. The issue was, you must not teach in the name of Jesus. And their defense is not healing. But you know, there is no other name. We are not bothered by what you say our issue is that you are saying we must not preach jesus so let us make it clear to you whether you want us to listen to you or to god judge for yourself but as far as we are concerned we will preach jesus are you still there saying but i want us to go to x chapter 5 just go and read those verses now the, the, the disciples continue to preach Jesus. Look at verse 27. They arrested them again. Having brought the apostles, they made them appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. They brought the high priest to question these guys. Listen to what this guy says. He says, we gave you strict orders. We gave you what? For what? Not to Teach in this name. Yet you have filled Jerusalem. I like that. Yet you have what? Filled Jerusalem. So remember, the first encounter we came across was that they were speaking with people. This speaking to people ended up described as having filled people. 
There is no other name. Eh? Mm. There's only but one name by which man can be saved. And that is the name Jesus. Jesus is the author of our salvation, of our faith, of our healing. There is no good or perfect gift that can be given to you outside Jesus. And then people say, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Then the chorus in Jerusalem became Jesus. And the recognition was that you have filled Jerusalem now with your teaching. Are you there saying? So they want to kill them, actually. And, 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 and the Bible says, once more, they took them outside. Gamaliel said, "I guys, let's take these guys out. You know? So, verse 40, Gamaliel says, I, let's not do this thing, man. Otherwise, we'll end up fighting with God. Verse 40 says, his speech persuaded them. They called the apostles in and had them flogged. Had them what? Can I apologize once more? According to the Bible, when Jesus is preached, persecution becomes part of the package. You are threatened because you offend the status quo. You offend people who say that Jesus is the alternative way. No, the Bible says there is only but one way to the Father and his name is Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And without him, nobody. And can I repeat? No. So it's not an option. So if you have to say and say, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, people will say, no, there are other ways. Yes, for you, but you are entitled to your own opinion as well. And I'm not changing mine because of yours. Mine is rooted in what Jesus himself has said. I'm a witness of Jesus. And I cannot deviate from that conviction. Jesus is the only. Are you there saying? And so they say to them, they flogged them. They, I like this part. Then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. Why don't they just kill them? You order them. You've ordered them. Preach about your pastor. Preach about angels. Preach about anything. Don't preach about Jesus. And you let them go. When you let them go, these men are men of conviction. When they leave that place, you know what they're going to do? They will pass the Vaseline. They will pass this thing. They will pass that one. They will pass the sticker. They will say, Jesus. You will have to arrest them again. Waste the, the resources of the government. You are using the government's resources to arrest people whose convictions you can never arrest. It's a futile exercise, isn't it? And so, the Bible tells us that they actually wanted to kill them. Let's read in Acts chapter 8. Remember, in Acts chapter 8, you can read from verse 30, from 26 to 35. In Acts chapter 8, we find the eunuch reading, you remember it. And the Spirit of God instructs Philip to go to him. 
and uh, you know, as is is the writer talking about himself or somebody else? Ne? Verse 34. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me please, who is the prophet talking about himself or someone else? Now listen, what Philip does. Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture. Ne? And told him the good news about who? Look. He was reading from Isaiah. Ne? He started from Isaiah to Malachi. Whatever the situation. He started from there. You can start from Genesis and tell people about Jesus. Are you there, saints? So people have some, some arguments. But let me make some observations for us, for you and me. Ne? Number one, we, we seemingly, I don't know about you. But we seemingly will never be accused of persecuting or being persecuted for preaching Jesus. Because most of us simply don't. If somebody was to accuse us for preaching Jesus, it would be an unfounded accusation. It's a shame that you can be accused. But they can find so many faults. The Bible says when they were trying to accuse Daniel, they could not find any other fault about him except his God. You and I, nobody will ever accuse us of preaching Jesus because we simply don't. Are you there? Sad, isn't it? We fill people with soccer, with generations, with when people meet you, they know I'm going to get the latest on what Mubango, uh, UEFA, all these things. They know when they get you updates, they'll never accuse you. That's why they love you so much. Because when you come, they know. I'm going to get the latest goes. Number two. These are just the observation. For you and me, Jesus lost his lordship when he became just a miracle worker with, without sovereignty. He became just what? A miracle worker. He's not sovereign. He's not lord. That's why the church is full of nonchalant freebies. No, we don't come to a Lord and Savior who instructs us. When he has said left, it remains left. No. He's just a miracle worker. We come to Jesus for healing and we go and live like people who don't have Lord over their lives. Are you still there, saints? We have replaced the pursuit of the personal the eternal person of Christ by the fruit or rather the, the pursuit of temporary fruit. So here's what happens. People love Jesus. Did Jesus ever ask anyone to follow signs and wonders? When Jesus called people, what did he say to them? Follow me. Runa, we no longer follow and pursue with passion Jesus. We pursue what falls from him. The gifts. The, we want, we pursue those things that fall from Jesus. We pursue the bread. And Jesus will not be wrong to accuse us today and say, you don't follow me for me, you follow me for the bread. And he say, I don't eat bread. He say, you follow me for healing. Healing is the bread of the children. You follow me for healing. You follow me for this. You follow. So if you never pick that bread you came for, you throw temper tantrums. 
Now you there, stay. People say God is out of date. Jesus is out of date. You know, God must understand. We, we must con contextualize because times have changed. Times have changed. God hasn't. So we don't need God to contextualize. We need man to contextualize himself into the plans of God. You don't have eternal plans. God has. He remains steadfast. It is in your best interest to contextualize, to say, what is God asking of me now? Let me change. Are you still there? When you got saved, what did you respond to? What did we promise you if you were saved here? If we promise you any other thing, can I ask you, forget about it. Get to the right matter. Jesus is the one we follow. Are you still there, saints? Why did Jesus say you shall receive power? He says you shall be what? My witness. So the endowment, the empowerment by the Holy Spirit is not so that we can uh, uh, outshine one another. When I the anointing is to outshine one another. Today, if he's a preacher, the anointing is upon me. I'm going to preach you out of your socks. You're going to... What is most important is that the anointing is to bring witness to Jesus. When we heal people, oh, men of God, men of God, have you not read Paul? Paul and Barnabas, when people wanted to say, when they don't even want to sacrifice for you, Barnabas says, these are gods. And they say, no, we are men like you. They tore their clothes and they say, worship God. What you see is by the name of Jesus. Today, if he's an apostle, he's a super apostle. If he's a prophet, let me not comment. If he's a preacher, he's a preaching machine. If he's a, everybody uses the, the anointing of God to point to themselves. Why? When you come to testify, well, at least you don't do it here. And if you do it, we will willingly donate you to another church. You come here. I want to thank God for the anointing of Pastor Mutsunipe. You know, men of God, before I came here, please. You shall receive what? For what? Witness about. Give Jesus a time. That's why the power is there. Are you still there saying? I'm not even halfway. We'll finish next week, isn't it? Hey. Okay. We'll finish next week. Let's let's summarize these ideas. I just want to give you these ideas. You know the problem is when I say we'll finish next week, you'll never know what happens. Sometimes I spend the whole week knowing this is what I'm going to preach. Sunday morning, 
Let me just say this. Disciples were never persecuted for prophesying or healing. Today, the fight on media, everywhere, the fight is about prophet this, prophet what, prophet. And people are like, yeah, because I'm a, a forensic prophet, I prophet from cell phones to underwear to this. People are persecuting media. Luena, you are accepting accolades, uh, useless. Because there are prophets who are also false, who can prophesy the truth. So, that's, that's an unmet. Are they accusing you of filling the place with Jesus? And these things we fight about them as Bazalai. Now, my prophet, my prophet. Jesus was not killed for healing people. He was attacked verbally for it, but he was never killed for it. What was Jesus killed for? They asked him, are you the son of God? They were offended. He healed people in the synagogue on Sabbath and he did things that really offended them, which was good for them. But they never killed him for it. What they killed him for was that he's the Messiah. Was that he's the king. And so here's what I want to pray for me. Because I want us to go back to these notes next week. The one school of theologians say you must not preach Jesus. Because Jesus instructed us to preach the gospel of the kingdom. Next week we'll prove that they are wrong. The gospel of the kingdom of God is personified in Jesus Christ. Jesus is the personage of the message of the kingdom. As a matter of fact, if you read the whole book of Acts, when the kingdom is mentioned, Jesus is mentioned. Because Jesus is the king of that kingdom. The nature of the kingdom. Remember what they say. Kingdom of God is what? Righteousness. Peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Those things are the virtues of Jesus Christ. You know that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He is the King of Righteousness. There is no righteousness. There is no uh, uh, peace without Jesus. That kingdom is manifested through Jesus. Paul speaks of the gospel of grace. And I say, no, 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 you must preach grace. Listen, there's no grace without Jesus. The Bible says in John chapter 1, when you read from verse 14 where it talks about the word became flesh, it says he came full of truth and grace. Full of truth and what? Grace. Then listen to what the Bible says. It says, for Moses came with the law, but grace came through Jesus. And when Paul writes the letters, he says, grace and peace to you from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And the benediction, let's receive grace. What do we say? How does it go? May the grace of who? There is no grace outside Jesus Christ. Therefore, you cannot preach grace away from Jesus. The gospel of the kingdom of God, the gospel of grace, the gospel of Jesus, anything that is true gospel is founded on Jesus. Every other thing we preach from there is a deviation. The message, when Paul accused the Galatians, 
Listen to what he said. Harubana, oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? His debate with them, Uri, because Christ was vividly displayed to you through my gospel as having been crucified. So the life, the ministry, the death, the resurrection, the ascension of Christ, the reigning of Christ is the gospel. And any other thing is the secondary subject matter on Jesus. Healing is a subject matter of what Jesus has achieved. Faith is a subject matter of how you come to God through Jesus. And every other thing stands and falls with where we place Jesus. Shall we stand?